You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. What is a lock in sports betting? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. You know that. And with my bookie, you cannot lose on their NBA lock of the season. Put a bet on either team to score between the Mavericks and the Nuggets, and when the first bucket hits, boom, you win. Let me put it like this. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you're going to win. This is a lock. It doesn't get any easier than that. My bookie wants you to get a taste of winning because it tastes so good. With superstars like Jokic, Doncic going head-to-head Friday night of this week, it will not take more than a minute of game time before your bet Cha-ching! Cash is in. And that's not all. You get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and then you throw down on UFC 267. Saturday night, my bookie is giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship main event fight. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.com now and use my promo code ZABE. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and my bookie will instantly double your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the ZABEcast, just when you thought COVID was done with the NFL, think again. Thursday's showcase game in Arizona could be without a big Packer star. Notorious J.A.Y. joins the show today. We'll talk about the astounding Alec Baldwin screw-up, Dave Chappelle's latest comedy special, and what your price would be on the Brady Ball. All that plus a rousing FTG to start your Tuesday. Your 40-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Tuesday, October 26, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Well, well, well. League's been all vaccinated. We've had a year plus of guys getting exposed, quarantining, testing, protocols, masking, biosensors on players. We're still doing COVID in the NFL. Apparently we are. And it has Fucked up Thursday night's matchup. Devontae Adams is on the COVID list. On it on Monday, there is like no chance. I've not yet seen that he is officially out for Thursday, but you would think it'd be no chance. Now, maybe he'll get two negative tests in the next 48 hours and be eligible, but God dang almighty. Joe Barry is also on the COVID list for the Packers, which means they are an advanced protocols. There could be an outbreak with the Packers. Matt Nagy, head coach of the Bears. Same thing. So much for those vaccinations, huh? When will the NFL start pressuring players now to get a booster shot? And how many will they be required to get per year or browbeat into getting? How do players who didn't really want to get vaccinated, but then did, because the NFL said it'll be a lot easier for you, won't get, won't have to get tested as much, who then catch COVID, how are they going to feel? How many players might end up with myocarditis if they're on their second or third booster? I don't know. I guess, I guess we're going to find out. How about them vaccinations, huh? Stop testing. I said this a long time ago. Others did as well. At some point, the testing industry for COVID has got to be dismantled. 
it's tough because it is a billion-dollar industry that has guaranteed revenue streams, has no real competitors, and has the full force of the government and other major institutions and the media backing it. Stop testing asymptomatic people. Sure, you want to test somebody who's truly symptomatic just to know if they've got COVID or something else? Fine. But guess what? Virus gonna virus. Virus already done, gone, done, and virus all over the place. It's gonna go where it wants, when it wants, how it wants. We can't stop it. We can't do anything about it. If you're in a vulnerable age group, you should get the vaccine. If you think you need more protection after a certain number of months, you should check with your doctor, maybe get a booster. But otherwise, you can't stop it. Stop testing asymptomatic people. Stop the sort of the systematic testing, the surveillance testing. Like, we're going to test every week just to be sure. Oh, bing, you found it. Great. Now what? I have no symptoms, but I, I found that I have been in contact with the virus. Okay. Then there's this story. Democrat State Senator Tina Polsky told viewers that she wants Governor Ron DeSantis to pull his nomination of Florida Surgeon General Joseph Latipo because of his refusal to put on a mask prior to a meeting with Polsky. She cited her recent breast cancer diagnosis as the basis for the mask policy. However, video and photographic evidence shows that Polsky spent time in close proximity with unmasked Democrats on the very same day as her scheduled meeting with Dr. Lapido. In addition to the previously reported photo and video showing her meeting with State Senator Shervin Jones on October 12th, more recent video has since surfaced showing Polsky in close proximity with fellow Democrat State Senator Lorraine Osley during an Agriculture Committee hearing on October 20th. Maybe she just doesn't want to be near Republicans who are not masked. While Polsky arrived at the meeting wearing a mask, she removed it after completely taking her seat. Neither Polsky nor Osley wore the mask for the 35-minute duration of the meeting and leaned closely to speak with Osley at the conclusion of the meeting. <gasps> the meeting with Lapido never actually took place because Polsky said the appointment resulted in a masking standoff after she refused to allow him into the meeting without a mask. I have a strict mask policy in my office. I take a lot of meetings, as you can imagine, with groups of people. Polsky also told viewers that no one has ever questioned her office masking policy, though through dozens of meetings, and that Lapido was the first person to ever refuse to wear a mask. It's not clear when Polsky began enforcing the office masking policy. When asked about the video and photos of her appearing with unmasked colleagues, her office acknowledged that she hasn't consistently applied the policy, but insists that Lapido should have done so when requested, rather than attempt to move the meeting outside where both might be more comfortable. Yes, he said, do you want to meet outside? Hell, he should have said, why don't we meet through prison plexiglass on those little telephones? Although I have certainly not been perfect about wearing a mask, said Polsky, I've never declined to wear one when someone has asked me to do so. I am also very thankful that the Senate president agrees that this is an issue of respect and decorum. The bottom line is that the Surgeon General should have respected my wishes. Fuck your wishes. Fuck your mask. Fuck your bullshit. I say this on behalf of everybody on Team Reality. Fuck you, Tina Polsky, to the moon and back. And I'm sure I'm going to get an angry email or two to say, how dare you say, you know, she's got breast cancer. Certainly he could have worn the mask. She did it to make him bend the knee. That's all it is. It's not fucking science. Seriously, people. We are, how many days now? 365 plus, don't try to do the math. We're a billion days into two weeks to slow the spread. This is fucking madness. As soon as Fauci flip-flopped, and as soon as Biden started wearing a mask, and as soon as the Democrats realized that Trump wasn't going to wear a mask, boom, it was on. The mask became a political symbol, nothing else. 
And for you people who still think they do something, anything, you are fools. Stop thinking that. If you have to wear one for work, fine. I feel bad for you. But if you really think they do something, you're a fool. And for you people like Polsky who insist it's a courtesy or some other bullshit like that, fuck yourself. This is how society unravels. You don't get to dictate what other people wear because you are a hypochondriac with a poor understanding of data and scientific evidence. Enough already. On behalf of everybody on Team Reality, fuck off. And if this results in you never listening to my podcast again, if you think I'm out of line, whatever. Write me a long email. I'll delete it in two seconds. Never listen again. Don't need you. Don't want you. We're at the point now where we are sorting ourselves out as a country. So let's sort ourselves out peacefully. On you go. On your way. He didn't wear a mask. <laughs> He's like, you want to go outside? How close do I need to be to you? It's just ridiculous. And yeah, the NFL should probably stop testing its players because guess what? They're going to get this. As long as they keep testing, they're going to keep catching fragments of the virus and the testing and the glancing blows of it. No, I might have had it. and He might have had it. Sucks. Sucks for the Packers. Sucks for Devontae Adams. Uh, We'll see what Thursday brings. All right. Time for Notorious J-A-Y. Hello. Hello, la, la, la. You know, the thought crossed my mind today on the airplane as I'm watching Dave Chappelle's The Closer on my phone. I thought, is someone going to see it and get in my face about it saying, how dare you watch that? Even though there's no nudity. I'm listening on my headphones. You can't hear any of the jokes. Nobody did, but I was actually mentally Jay preparing for it. It's I can't remember a comedy special more maligned than that in my lifetime. Maligned no, by some, maligned by some, not everybody. Andrew though. Dice Clay, people were up in okay. arms about his act, but <laughs> Hickory Dickory Duck, right? Yeah, people, yada but, yada the cock, <laughs> right? But this one, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but. Be mad if you want to. Yeah, be mad. And they will. And they were, and I'm sure they are going to be so. All right. Uh, That said, I found it to be a little bit uh, slow in pace. Maybe I was expecting Kevin Hart. (laughs) You say you you, you want me to be angry because you said that, right? No. Do you? No. Do you not see the difference what a great comedian is and what Kevin Hart is between those two? Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is a hack. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart is the Black Dane Cook. Oh, you're. He's got one. Is that that a good? Is that a good one? No, you're 100 percent right. I've never understood. He's he he made me laugh in Central Intelligence. I, I found that movie very funny, but maybe it was more The Rock. But he's never made me laugh. Because he's just yeah. loud and it's just one thing. Loud, high energy, and yeah, that's that's his whole shtick. So, I mean, Chappelle was good. I, I, I was definitely laughing. Uh, I definitely loved the way he presented things. My only thing about this was I found some of his anecdotes to set up jokes a bit hard to believe. Like, I know that every artist, every comedian has certain license to fit narratives to what they want. But to say that a woman followed him around the mall store after store and then followed him all the way out to his car. Eh, not sure I bought that entirely, but okay. That was, that was the problem you had. Really? They come on. That yeah. was your problem. Okay. I, all right. What? If a, if a comedian is going to say this actually happened to me, I kind of want to believe that it actually happened to him. Okay. Otherwise, I, just say, you know, just shape the joke differently. I, that's all. I don't know. If that's your only problem, you'll be okay. I still <laughs> I still had like 30 minutes left right. on the special. Well, so oh, where does it, you, where oh, does it rank? What? 
oh, you got to wait till the end. Oh, okay. it gets, oh. Does he gets. start just firebombing things? Boom, 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 boom. No, he tells a great story about someone he knew, that someone he knows that is trans. Okay. And it all ties in. And I kept, I watched it twice and I'm like, why are the trans community so upset? And I still don't understand why they're upset about it, but you have to watch the okay. last 10 or 15 minutes. I do like how he, he ripped the, uh, the women's movement because they're all bitching in Hollywood wearing the same color dresses, but none of them fired their agents. Again, he is, he is a, I'm, I'm slowly wanting to put him in the Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor conversation as the, and the Chris Rock as the best ever. It's too bad what happened to Chris Rock. What, he cheated on his wife? That no. One? He decided to stop being funny. Oh, well. Well, Eddie did too at one point. I, I guess all could. Richard well, Pryor stopped being funny at one point. Well, I guess you can only do it so long. I, it's not. I think some of those guys, they, they, they kind of ran out of material. But I think Chris Rock decided, I want to be an accepted celebrity who has to trim his sails comedically to fit in a certain Hollywood lane. And it's a calculated move that I don't disrespect. I just am disappointed because I found Chris Rock's early comedy to be searingly funny. I think his divorce effed him up. Oh, really? Yeah. I, that after his divorce, he kind of went on a different path. <laughs> was, so he, I'm, I'm gonna, was he married to somebody famous? No, he was he was married to a smoke show of a chick, and he cheated on her, and she took half his shit. Malak Compton Rock, M-A-L-A-A-K, uh, 96 to 2016? That's her, yeah. There's a Lola Simone Rock. Maybe that's uh, his daughter? His daughter, yeah. He's got a daughter. Lola's daughter, there. Lola yeah. Simone, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he pretty, you know, he started doing... Adam Sandler movies, which are unfunny to me now. <laughs> because of why? Adam Sandler is no longer funny? Or you've heard enough Adam Sandler voice impressions and jokes? Someone who thought uh, Billy Madison was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, he clearly went downhill after that. I, what's the last good Adam Sandler movie that you can remember? Oh, God. Uh, it, exactly. Wedding exactly. Singer. Okay, I'll Happy take Happy Gilmore. Okay. Happy Gilmore, wedding singer Billy Madison. That's it. But you know what? I do. I did like Funny People with him and Seth Rogen. I liked that movie. Okay. Uh, so, how how about maybe 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 he didn't take his own advice when it comes to men and women and platonic friends, Chris Rock. Well, this is how cool women are. A woman can walk in a party with her man. There'll be four guys in a party that she fucked. And it will not phase her one bit. She will introduce her man to every one of those guys. Like there is nothing to it. I want you to be Brad, and this is Kevin, and this is Mark, and this is Michael. They're all my friends. I'm trying to find the part where he's saying for a guy, a platonic female friend is just somebody you haven't fucked. Yet. Yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And and a man is only as faithful as his options. As his options. I was just going to say that. That is 100%. A lot of men go, well, how do you cheat? You're only as faithful as your options. Yeah. I, I you know, I reject that, Jay. I reject of that. Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. A man is basically as faithful as his options. Yes. Now, this is 2012. So this is still married. 10 years ago. Oh. That's how faithful a man is. No more, no less. They see all these fat Republican guys going, I would never do such a thing. This is a travesty. I'm like, nobody's trying to blow you. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no 20-year-old girls trying to blow Orrin Hatch. <laughs> Nobody trying to give Newt Gingrich some. I don't give a fuck. You ain't never gonna hear Newt Gingrich go, man. I wish these hoes would back up off. <laughs> <laughs> now that said, that's actually not true. It's funny, but it's not actually true because, as we found out, politicians do have options. 
their sleazier sort of, you know, leveraged options where there's thirsty career women on Capitol Hill that will do just about anything. Remember, remember uh, who was the pollster that was having his toes sucked when we were launching missiles against Iraq? Um, oh, I can't remember his you name. You got me on that one. Uh, not uh, Dick something, not Dick Cheney, but somebody else. Anyway. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, the Chappelle, he says this Chappelle special is, is his last for a while. Where is he going? Okay. What's he going to do, Dave Chappelle, from here? To count his money in his small town in Ohio. Yeah, he he talked about, like, what was it, like strippers in his small town of Ohio? He's like, they're great because they're all hippies and they're barefoot and they like having dirty feet. Yes. He said, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, honey, here's a fifty and some dirt. Go kick yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> so he really lives in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like a hippie town. He's. Did you ever see the Chappelle uh, block party? No. Okay. Well, I don't know if that could be for you. A lot of musical groups that you're like, who are they? But Kanye's in it. But mm. he, he, the whole first part starts in his town of Ohio, and he invites people from the town. He puts them on a bus. They come to Brooklyn and they have a block party with Common, Kanye West, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, The Roots, Dead Prez, The Fugees. Wow. I think I named everybody. Yeah. By the way, uh, Dave Chappelle's wife is obviously hot and she's Filipino. I noticed that. I noticed it yes. uh, with that Manny Pacquiao controversy. Yeah, and it was now, now in the gay community's defense. Uh, Manny Pacquiao said some outlandish shit about gay people. Very, very not nice things that I won't repeat, but there was biblical verses and some analogies to animals. Wasn't a good look. Nike took his shoes immediately, <laughs> which I thought was a little harsh. A little harsh. You know what I mean? Because he's, uh, just because he's Asian. You know what I mean? Fuck, you gonna take shoes off Asian dude to appease a gay dude. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. But Asian people kind of know what I mean. No? No Asians in the front? No? No, this is what I mean. Okay, look. Okay, you're an Asian dude. No, I, don't, I say this with no disrespect. But we're all Americans, right? And we can agree that America has a huge body count all over the world. But nowhere more than Asia. Literally, if you look at history, recently, we have bombed the masculinity out of an entire continent. We dropped two atomic bombs on fucking Japan, and they've been drawing Hello Kitty and shit ever since. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to fall down a Dave Chappelle wormhole tonight, I think, on YouTube. And it's not a bad one to fall. Not his a bad first one to special, fall down. His first special, Killing Them Softly, perfect. Yeah. What is a lock in sports betting? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. You know that. And with my bookie, you cannot lose on their NBA lock of the season. Put a bet on either team to score between the Mavericks and the Nuggets, and when the first bucket hits, boom, you win. Let me put it like this. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you're going to win. This is a lock. It doesn't get any easier than that. My bookie wants you to get a taste of winning because it tastes so good. With superstars like Jokic, Doncic going head-to-head Friday night of this week, it will not take more than a minute of game time before your bet Cha-ching! Cash is in. And that's not all. You get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and then you throw down on UFC 267. Saturday night, my bookie is giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship main event fight. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.com now and use my promo code ZABE. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and my bookie will instantly double your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. We got a lot to talk about today, including burying the lead. Jay, would you like to make this announcement right now on the Zabecast so everyone knows about your personal life, which you're very delighted about? I, I assume. I would hope yes. you're delighted about this news. Yes. I am going to join the club, the married man's club. I'm getting married in two weeks. Wow. How about them apples? How many I years... Know. Have you been dating your soon-to-be bride? I don't know the date. Dating, let's just say a, let's just say a lot. Ten years. Over or under yeah. ten years? Over ten, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, two weeks' time. The good news, it sounds like, is you're going to have a very small ceremony, and I'm not going to have to come. No offense. No. No. You don't have to come. No. In, in fact, it's going to be the justice of the peace. Nice. So, who do you have adjudicating this holy matrimony. I don't know who's ever at the Anne County Courthouse. Okay. So you are, Jay, how old? I am 51, Jay. Have you ever been married before? I have not. You just felt like at this point in your life, you're like, you know what? I think I'll try that. I'm going to give my, my Steve Young game. Wait till <laughs> the last possible minute. Can I ask what was the impetus for this? family was she putting the full court press on you no well it, ten, and I, it, I, would she, think, I would think after 10 years i was gonna say her press i, I had the greatest press breaker ever <laughs> if but no i had okay i'm gonna be really honest now we're gonna so i had the biggest clean bill of health from my cardiologist who i found out i don't need anymore because my episode was a one-time episode that can be like if you i mean some people have heart failure and it's forever but mine was from a virus and it just did a 180 wow well that's great that's great news so you feel like with this new lease on life with this woman that you have built a life with but you have yet to make her a proper full-blown genuine bona fide wife her up put a ring living in living in sin yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and that's great. So, uh, have you bought a wedding ring? Have not bought one yet. I said we can go do that together. Okay. The sky's the limit. Under five <laughs> uh, un, k. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Some some the some restrictions apply. Basically, right? Yes. Yes. Are you going to play all the single ladies at your reception? <laughs> <laughs> Better put a ring on it, Jay. <laughs> Oh, oh, man, Beyonce in her prime, 2009. I, shit, I was a member of the Beehive back then. If she I ever, remember correctly, if she, she ever, ever do it, she ever do it for you? Beyonce was, she's, you know, yes. I mean, in my top 15. Top 15? Rick, Rick Chill, by the way, has a great story about Beyonce. Okay, our friend Rick Chill is in the radio business. Uh, yes. Produces for the great Donnie Simpson yes. in yes. radio in DC. Yes, I believe he told me a story once where Beyonce was giving him the eyes. No, at a, he... at a, at a station event. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, he's fucking crazy. I'm just telling you, and I was like, I gotta believe you. I can't. I cannot not believe you. All right. Well, congratulations, Jay. That's that's awesome. Mazel, 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 mazel. Good things, as we like to say. Yes. Alec Baldwin. Holy shit. I said yesterday on the podcast I would talk about it, then I promptly forgot as the time was carrying on. So here we are to talk about it. I'm glad I did because I read more about what happened. This is one of the all-time epic fuck-ups I've ever heard of. So 
<laughs> they were doing a was it his stunt on his movie? Yeah. He so Alec Baldwin is is the is I think he's the money behind this budget, low budget film called Rust. Okay. And he is not the director per se, but I think he's the executive director. Producer, executive producer. Executive director. producer, director, and he's also in the movie as an actor. Because yes. why 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 spend your own money to make a movie that you're not in, right? Right. And apparently the cast, the the the, the film crew that day of the fatal accident was off. They were using a secondary crew because the original crew walked off due to pay disputes and housing issues. Also, there was reports that other crew members had walked off the set protesting dangerous conditions. Some even said that, and this is unconfirmed yet, it'll all, I'm sure, come out in court, that basically some of the people were using these guns on the set to plink with after hours, you know, out in the desert. Like, okay, we're not shooting right now. Hey, give me that Colt 45. Pew, pew. Let's go shoot some cactus. I'm stunned that there are ever any live bullets in any gun on any movie set. Ever. Yeah. It, I, I, can't, I had to read it like three times because I kept saying, why were there bullets around? Right. We've seen this happen before. I, and I can understand, okay, maybe there's a scene where you're shooting away from people, you're shooting at a barrel full of water, and you want the water to come out, and it's just cheaper to do it that way than to CGI it in there. Okay, I guess. But out of safety, I'd say, like, look, we'll shoot all live bullet scenes clearly without anyone else around. They had apparently multiple guns on a table that was being manned by... Uh, the so-called armorer of the movie, the person that is in charge of the guns, and the armorer, who was a woman, doesn't mean anything. She could have been qualified or not, but she was not part of the union, by the way. They have an armorer's union, apparently, in I would, Hollywood, I would you like, would think. I would like to have that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Have some actual union rules and regulations. She was not part of the union because, again, Alec Baldwin's using cheap help. And apparently they had the guns laid out on a table outside of the barn or the church they were filming in due to COVID restrictions. So it's possible that their fear of the virus after all these days and weeks and months may have led to the fatal mishap of the young 42-year-old director of photography getting fatally shot on set. Uh, Holy shit. Two Will, things you can't yes. skimp on on a movie set. Right. Uh, armorers and craft service. Can't <laughs> skip on either one. No, exactly. You shouldn't do that. So, will Alec Baldwin face any kind of charges whatsoever? Even in, involuntary manslaughter or reckless negligence or something. His career might be over because the last person I remember causing a fatality on the movie set was John Landis on the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, I remember where, that. Yeah. Where um, um, Vic Stunt Morrow, man. Vic, yeah. Vic, Morrow, Vic Morrow and an Asian child were killed in a helicopter scene. Right. And John Landis, John, his career was never, has never reached the heights that it did at that point because he had just come off trading places and I think he was the Blues Brothers director. He was like on a trajectory, and that happened. And I can't remember the last John Landis movie I've seen. Yeah, 1983, during filming of the Twilight Zone, the movie of it says Vic Morrow, Wikipedia, cause of death. Jennifer ac- Jason Lee's dad, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, cause of yep. death: accidental decapitation by helicopter. Yep. Oh my God. And there's a YouTube link saying Vic Morrow's death video. Do I dare click it? No, because you can know. I've seen that before. That was that was dumb of me to click on that. It's not really it, is it? Oh, I think it's a scene. Really? Yes. Do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Well then how is how is uh Oh God, yeah. Oh jeez. You click you clicked anyway, see? Oh, I did. See, what am I doing now? He's gonna click. He's going to click on next. Two girls, oh. one cup. Mm. 
Oh my God. He, he was, he was walking through waist deep water in this action scene, like some disaster scene on the movie where, you know, he's trying to, he's carrying two kids with him and a helicopter falls on him. Basically a helicopter with its rotors running. Yes. Oh my. Oh, and two children died as well. I thought it was one. It was two. Okay. I thought it was one, but that's even worse. Yep. That's uh, that's really bad, and I'm really sorry I clicked on that. Okay, moving right along. What would your price be for the Tom Brady football, number 600? Because the official price is now out, according to Darren Ravel. You know, of course, what I speak of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. By the way, did you hear Jim Nance say, after Tracy Wolfson explained the negotiation. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible deal. Terrible deal. Terrible yeah. deal. That was so funny. There we go. I heard. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, he will get two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 credit at the Bucks team store, and two season tickets for the remainder of this year and next. That's a good deal. You think so? Hell yeah. They say the ball might have been worth several hundred thousand dollars. That's a a good deal. That's a good deal. What would you have asked for? Something something about that because he didn't do anything. You know, he didn't catch the ball. No, that's a good deal. He just handed to it by Mike Evans. Yeah. I would have said. He right place, right time. I would have said, I want season tickets for life with gold parking. The good oh, shit. God. What? Yeah. What? Gold yeah. parking. You're all that because you can ail at any time you want. Okay. <laughs> well, no. I mean, if you're going to get season tickets, you got to get the parking. Parking is more valuable than tickets these days in sports. You know, very true. Come on. Very true. So very I want true. season tickets for life plus parking. The best parking. VIP. Gold parking. I want a signed game worn Brady jersey from the game itself with the wear marks and the dirt marks photo matched. I want Brady to present it to me. In person oh for a photograph. I want Brady to promise to shout me out at his Hall of Fame induction speech. Okay, Just a quick. We're, 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 we're almost in range. I'm waiting for it. Go ahead. <laughs> and six thousand dollars. Oh, I thought you were going to say and a date with Giselle. Okay. And I want. <laughs> and I want. I want five minutes uninterrupted scrolling through his photos <laughs> app on his phone. <laughs> Just to see yeah. what might be in there. <laughs> scroll, swipe, scroll, swipe, scroll. Oh. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: Brady is not showing any signs of slowing down. He might. He might do that forty-six thing or forty-seven or whatever he keeps saying. Fifty. Oh, he, I, 50. I, I don't see it not happening now. They, I laughed at him they when he said that. It, yeah, yeah, they don't let guys hit quarterbacks anymore, and he's too smart to get hit. He rarely takes any punishment. Think about it. Somebody should go back and pick a, a, game, a, pick a season 10 years ago and do a super cut of every time Brady gets hit and then take one from last year or the year before and just count the number of times he's touched. And how bad the hits are. Part of it is he's, got, he's gotten smarter. and But the other part is you, you, you can't touch these guys anymore. That's why I'm, I'm praying that Aaron Rodgers comes out this year because there have been, not rumors, I, I think it's out of, a station out of Pittsburgh that has been saying it's possible that A. Aaron would love to come to Pittsburgh oh. and play for Tomlin. <laughs> Imagine the bidding war. You guys, Denver. Oh. Why would he go to Denver? Uh, you know, Elway. Elway, quarter, and I think, quarterback I think to quarterback. I think it's girlfriends, think yeah. it's girlfriends from there also. It's, yeah, Shay, it's Shailene Woodley. Shailene, exactly. How about the amazing resurrection of Carson Wentz? I was stunned at how well he moved and played on Sunday night in a monsoon in San Francisco. Like, I, I'm... He doesn't suck like he did last year with the Eagles. He's not seeing ghosts. He doesn't have the yips. I'm not saying he's MVP caliber, but he is way better. And this is coming off of two sprained ankles back in week two. Rank these as the biggest, not narratives, the, well, the biggest stories from last week. 
the Cincinnati Bengals railroading the Ravens, Carson Wentz, the Chiefs' demise. I think the Chiefs' demise is number one. Yeah, I said that, yesterday, well, I said, the, I said the, the hangover effect from losing the Super Bowl is the realest curse or jinx that we've got in the last five or six years. The loser of the Super Bowl the last five or six years, with the exception of the Patriots, has completely fallen off the map the next year. Could you put some money on FanDuel for me? Because as I texted you, yeah. I, I think... Uh, the cable station in the woods. I see Dan Orlovsky coming out with the Pat Mahomes might be overrated <laughs> take. I'm telling that's my money right there. Dan Orlovsky will be the first one overrated. to say something that's stupid. Yes, well, that, that Pat Mahomes is overrated. He's not overrated. However, he has been high on fumes on this universal love of his, you know, flashy and fun loving style. Because he had another terrible turnover this week, second week in a row, where it, like rookies don't make those turnovers. But because he's got five hundred million part owner of the Royals, everybody loves him. He's old froggy throat Mahomes. They're like, you know oh, it, that no look pass is great. That's a pick. You're killing you know what us. It, you know what 15. it really is, though. What you know what it really is? What? That white woman. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's, that's what got it. That's what's got him that soulful, froggy throated. No, look. no, no. That's his downfall. That white woman. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, he's in love with her. He is in love with her. And by the way, somebody will take seriously what I just said. Oh, and no. oh my God. Oh, fuck Karen. I forgot about that. Jesus. How did I forget that? <laughs> Sorry. Somebody, somebody told me they think that your fuck Karen is a bit excessive and maybe a little bit too defensive. That we should well, retire what? it. <laughs> To who Whoever that person they, is, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes. There you go. Okay. Well, there excessive. you go. <laughs> excess, excess this. <laughs> uh, Brittany Matthews is his girlfriend, now fiance's wife. Remember this? She's sort of a pain in the ass. This is after they won the... Uh, God. Soothing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, come on. Don't you want a girl that's ride or die? Of course you do. Oh, that's a little excessive. Let's just say that. <laughs> I mean, it just goes on. Giselle is ride or die. Here. Here we go. Ready? Here she is. Whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Doubted us? Just yeah. like Elaine Nordigan, how many touchdown passes have you made, honey? There is no us. Oh, no, 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 no. She's in us. She thinks okay. she's in us. Doubted us. Oh, God. By the way, who, who, who was doubting and who was counting? Like, there's always going to be somebody there's, there's, yeah. who says, I don't think they're going to win. Oh, gosh. Now I have a headache. (laughs) You can suck it. (laughs) Yeah, I think think the Chiefs potentially imploding is one of the biggest stories. And I also think that the cratering of some bad ideas at quarterback, like, say, uh, uh, Sam Darnold's resurrection that is not happening in Carolina is another one. That was horrible. And you know know who's sitting laughing at all of us? Charge. Because... Do you know who's having a really good year? Kirk k- 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm, sure every time is. I, I go, Jesus Christ, I'm going to, oh. I said, I guess you got to get Smoot back on to say, I thought you said he was a downfall of him. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Kane. Still Kirk Kane. I tell you yes. that, Kirk Kane is a powerful drug, Dave. It's a powerful drug. <laughs> Yeah, well, all he has to do is lose one big game, and they'll blame it on him. Say <laughs> yes, he's a, that's true. He's a stat amasser. He is a uh, end-of-game blowout guy. And to a certain extent, that is not incorrect. Even I, as a Kirk fan, don't put him in the top 10 of NFL quarterbacks. Well, maybe tickling 7, 8, or 9, perhaps. 
everything's got to be right for him. He is not a singular baller game changer on his own. He doesn't really have any superpowers. His only superpower is his work ethic and the fact that he is overachieved as a player. And I respect that. But it's I don't, you know, as a player though, it's not like he goes, "Wow, how are we going to stop him from doing this or that or whatever?" I believe Pro Football Focus has him as the third best quarterback in the league. Yeah, well, a lot of people think Pro Football Focus is full of shit, but I don't know. Yeah. Got to rate it somehow, right? Yeah, that's true. All right, what else do we got before we get to FTG? Oh, talk about your boy, Cooper Cup. And I told yeah, you. Yeah, I said, do you I know about his some nickname? love for Cooper Cup, Mighty Whitey. Do you, do you know his nickname, though? No, what's Cooper Cup's nickname? This nickname may, uh, I always say the greatest nickname is, um, oh, not Ty Domi. The little ball. Who, who was the little ball of hate? Pat Verbeek was the little ball of hate. <laughs> ball That's of hate, always yeah. my favorite. But okay. Cooper Cup's nickname: White Rice. White Rice. Yes. Why White do they Jerry call him Rice? Oh, White Jerry Rice. Ding, ding, ding! Yes, that is awesome. That is fantastic. I mean, the production is just consistent week after week after week. Seven for 108, nine for 163, nine for 96, five for 64, seven for 92, nine for 130, and 10 for 156. He has one, two, two, zero, zero, two, two touchdowns. He has 10 touchdowns, nine touchdowns already on the year. It's yeah, amazing. I, he's, he is white Jerry Rice. That is 100% <laughs> he is true. He, he's fast. He's got great hands. He's durable. He's tough. He gets knocked around. And he is he's hell on wheels, man. Matt Stafford is making beautiful music with him. And he fits well with their other wide receivers. He's a good compliment. Yeah, because everybody else can go straight line. Yeah. Sean, Robert Woods. And he can just he can just flood the zones, go in and out as he pleases. It's it's actually perfection for him. By the way, also, now, how, can I say how, something? How, how big do you think he is before you say something? Six one, six two? Six two two oh eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Um, can I also say, um, Kyle Shanahan is the most overrated coach <laughs> ever. People talk about him as some genius. I looked up coaches that he's better than. He is no better than, oh, God, what was the, um, oh, Joe Walton. Okay. Joe Jim Walton Fossil, of the Jets. The, yeah, the late Jim Fossil. Jim- Ray Rose has a better winning percentage. Well, Fossil than- went to a Super Bowl and lost, correct? But then had With some Kerry pretty Collins. dreadful seasons. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, this guy is no genius. I'm like, why do they keep calling him a genius? Because uh, the media seizes on a narrative and they don't let it go. It's like a dog okay. with a bone. Uh, but I, he, I, he was such a genius somebody... when he was the OC for the Falcons, up 28 to six, refused to just run the ball and punt, run the oh. ball and punt, which would have oh. won the game easily. But 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 I'm terrible for saying that. Okay. So no, I. Oh no! So, oh no! Some somebody will somebody will say will email you and give me some Kyle Shanahan stats and again, no better than Joe Walton. Okay, maybe you need to be in one of the press conferences. Talk about momentum. Coach, coach, coach. When the game was on the line, you made a decision that didn't pan out. Obviously. Throw the ball. Why didn't you decide to Let do the Matt other Ryan thing that would have panned yeah. out? Run the 100%. ball. Punt even. I mean, that's what I would have done. That's what I would have done. The thing that would have worked. The thing that you didn't do. I'm sorry. Who are you? Obnoxious reporter, some East Coast paper. Yeah. Look. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes there. Okay. Are you ready for FTG? I sure am. Let's do it now. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got? It's again, it's it's a it's a whole group, not one person, but a group award. Sports, sports writers. Stop being lazy. And I say that from this story. So you know there's a USC coaching, you know, vacancy. Today, somebody actually had the guts to say that Jeff Fisher is in the mix for the USC job. Oh, I saw that. That's just the stupidest thing I've ever. And that's just laziness. I'm just going to say Jeff Fisher because he went to USC and he's out of work. 
That's just lazy. Sports. <laughs> the 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 sports writing industry is pretty much a, a dead because people are lazy. How do you do know he's not actually in the mix? Well, you know what? If Jeff Fisher's in the mix, you I'm just in the don't mix want Tuesday. him. You just don't want him. That's the thing. You know, you Again, hate Jeff Fisher. If Jeff Fisher's in the mix, well, I'm in the mix. Because I, I had just about as much of a shot as Jeff Fisher getting that job. All right. So to all the sports writers being lazy, just throwing obvious names out there, you say, Fuck that guy. Mine goes to field judge Randy Smith. Who's he? He's the guy that called a penalty on Iowa State's wide receiver, Xavier Hutchinson, because he high-stepped it into the end zone. Here's the call on Iowa State Radio. Might well be the worst call. And a give to Hall. No throw. Over the middle. Caught Hutchinson. Wide open. He'll take it all the way for a slick low touchdown. They went RPO and now a flag after the play. Oh, and then it, of course, has... A flag at the end of the play as Hutchinson took it all the way for the Cyclone touchdown. The touchdown will come back. I mean, it's going to be taunting. I mean, come on. That referee needs to be fired immediately. Randy Smith, I want to see you working at a footlocker, fetching me a size 12 in the back room. You suck. F that guy. Why do referees do this, Jay? Why can they not use reasonable judgment? So, as they as they took their old pop, the world will never know. I guess not. All right, Jay, mazel mazel. Send us a wedding photo, even as humble as it may be, and may you enjoy many years of marital bliss going forward. Thank you, Zay. All right, buddy. We'll see you next time. Bye bye now. As they say, bold strategy, Cotton. Getting married for the first time at 53. But hey, I've heard it. I've seen it. I know it can work. And heck, he's been with this girl for a long time. It's really a matter of legal paperwork at this point. Mazel mazel, Jay. That's it for us today. Thank you so much for downloading and being a part of the Zabecast Nation. Spread the word. Rate and review as always. And as always, we will see you next time. What is a lock in sports betting? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. You know that. And with my bookie, you cannot lose on their NBA lock of the season. Put a bet on either team to score between the Mavericks and the Nuggets. And when the first bucket hits, boom, you win. Let me put it like this. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you're going to win. This is a lock. It doesn't get any easier than that. My bookie wants you to get a taste of winning. Because it tastes so good. With superstars like Jokic, Doncic going head-to-head Friday night of this week, it will not take more than a minute of game time before your bet, cha-ching, cashes in. And that's not all. You get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and then you throw down on UFC 267. Saturday night, my bookie is giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship main event fight. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.com now and use my promo code ZABE. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and my bookie will instantly double your first deposit. That's promo code ZABE. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.